Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Get Real podcast. Hi Azam, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Yeah, very well, thank you. Do you want to introduce yourself um, and just for anyone listening, tell them a little bit about yourself if they don't know who you are, please? Cool. Okay, well, um, my name's Azam. I uh, would probably be described as an entrepreneur. So I've, uh, I've been in the world of business or exploring business um, for over 20 years now. So I started out in, 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 the, entrepreneur, in the world of entrepreneurship um, in 2019. I, I bought my first house and I, I renovated that. And then through that process, basically, um, just kind of carried on in that adventure. And I've, I've, I've kind of built businesses in many sectors, probably far too many to list in my introduction. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm still in that process. So uh, I, I just, my passion, I love creating value. I love, you know, kind of enhancing people's lives. And so, yeah, that, that's, that's basically me. Great. Do you want to explain how you've kind of worked up? Yeah, how you've got to where you are now? Okay, I mean, yeah, okay. So, um, the, the, I mean, it's, there's, there's obviously lots and lots that you can cover, but I think in terms of kind of like the steps, I would say that, you know, when I started out in business, I was very interested and I was very um, eager to learn, right? So I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was driven by, and I probably, let's say, let's maybe go down the angle of talking about things that maybe are, are useful that people can apply or, or mindsets that people can adopt. Um, one thing that was different about me, I never had anything to prove. So I came from an era where we weren't so overwhelmed with social media and we weren't, you know, kind of comparing ourselves subconsciously, even unconsciously all the time. So, and there wasn't this, um, there wasn't as much, there always has been, but there wasn't as much of this kind of, you know, perfectionism culture and like, you know, I've made it and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And so I was just able to get on with it and I never felt any need to kind of prove anything. I was more, more concerned about learning and I was more concerned about, um, understanding true value, like what, what, what actually works here and how do how will someone benefit from this? And so um, when I first started out, you know, I, I remember by I tell people the story that like I was, I, I bought this Peugeot 106 and I was so happy about this car that I bought because I was like, oh, I'm saving money. It was a diesel and it didn't used to cost much to drive. Um, I could go to London in like 10 pounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, they, my, my uncle opened up the bonnet and he goes, as I'm, there's a, there's an issue here. It's this is two cars welded together, and you know, and, and and it was it was basically two cars welded together, and I and I didn't care. And the point was, I was like, as long as it doesn't fall apart and it doesn't like split in two on the motorway, I'm fine because I've got nothing to prove. And so yeah. I think the key thing for me has always been really just focusing on what's important. Um, and so when I started out, I started out in the property business, and I used to buy houses and I'd renovate them, and then I started getting very interested in kind of living. I was like, okay, these are people's homes. So then, then I started building and I started buying land and, and buying sites where I would develop uh, first-time buyer homes. And I'd be like, oh, the homes that they create for first-time buyers are not only very expensive, but there's nothing very personal about them. And people don't bother because they can't, at scale, create that experience. So I used to make these homes for people that were their first homes. And then through building, I got interested in um, building. And then I, I, was, I was like, oh, well, these are all these materials you use. And I'm struggling to get certain materials for site. So then I launched... Um, an e-commerce business that sold building materials online mm-hmm. um, and then that nobody was doing e-commerce at the time and everyone's like Azam you're you're stupid man who's going to buy like paving slabs on the internet like everyone goes to the garden it's like who's ever going to yeah. do that and so you'd always get that sort of thing and you'd always get people like oh that's not possible and that's not doable and whatever um, and I just always the key thing was is, and, and I think this is a very key point is I was never focused on impressing anyone else I was always focused on doing what I felt helped other people, improved other people's lives, 
created real value. Um, And then even if you fast track to graftism as a prime example, I would go to bodybuilding gyms from when I was a kid. I'd be like, these places are amazing. There's a great sense of community. There's always something very different about these types of gyms. But then I was like, the world's moved on. So we're now in this social media era. So everybody wants to have an online and offline experience, right? People want to share their journey. They want to, they want to show their progress. They want to, you know, and they, and they want to have a bit of fun. And there's actually nothing wrong with social media in that context, as long as people kind of, you know, understand the balance and understand that the time for kind of taking pictures and, and scrolling and there's a time to kind of get on with real world stuff, right? So, yeah. um, and I would just like, look, most of the gyms that I go to, they're kind of, there's no experience, there's no vibe, there's, it's not Instagrammable in any way. You know, there's no real kind of cult, sense of co- community that's really been cultivated beyond kind of it just being loads of people coming together and, and doing whatever. So um, I, just, I just did what I thought people wanted and it ended up being what people wanted. But it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't the kind of mentality of I want to be a gym owner or I want to be an entrepreneur. And I think that's something that I'll probably reiterate through this conversation is there's a lot of fantasy and it's kind of not reality. It's the reality is, is kind of what is it that you, you know, what are you going to do for people that's going to result in you having a business that's going to result in you making any money because profit is a byproduct of you creating value. Mm. And a lot of people want this idea of, oh, I, I've got a clothing brand. Okay, that's cool. But like, what's the angle? You know, is it, is it, are you creating kind of environmentally friendly products? Are you creating something that's cool? That's the, you know, are you skateboarders? Like, what is the, what is the angle? And, or is it just like we want to be a we want to put it in our bio that entrepreneur owns a clothing brand sort of thing? So that's the kind of thing that I would say for me has always been. I'm always focused, and even to this day, you know, um, you know, I'm 41 now, and I still I can't. I came. I, I live in the Middle East. Tried a bit of like retirement life, couldn't handle it. Was going cuckoo, mm-hmm. and and um, you know, I'm I'm now at a point where I'm like I'm invested in new projects. Um, we're launching new businesses, and and I, and I love that. And what is what it's about though is its value. It's about the excitement of exploring new things. You know, we're launching like a Web3 metaverse-based company. Um, people don't even know what it is. I don't know much about exactly what it is, but it's <laughs> about learning, you know? you know, and it's about constantly learning and constantly understanding more about what's going on and what the opportunities may be and so on and so forth. So, the, you know, the one thing I'd say is just, I've always been focused on value, like where that value might be. Like I've always just been focused on, on extracting that value and being on my path. Like I take inspiration yeah. from other people but I'm on my mission and you can, cons- you can, you can consume a lot of your energy in the comparison game. You can consume your, a lot of your energy in looking at other people's journeys and other people's paths. And, you know, there's a lot of sayings like, you know, if the grass looks greener on the other side, you know, I say water your own, but it, I'm not even interested whether the grass is fake or not. And that's where we kind of get, you know, a lot of, a lot of our time gets, gets consumed in, in not really focusing within ourselves and looking at our core talents sometimes undervaluing like I am not you know the most intelligent person in the world but I'm not going to compare myself to you know um a rocket scientist right I'm going to say look as what do you do what are you good at like and that's what we have to focus on like our our strengths like what am I good at like we're all good at something and we can all become better at something that we're actually naturally inclined to do I was naturally inclined towards entrepreneurship but it's not for everyone I, I whenever I go and give talks to you know, young people and, and they're, you know, it's an entrepreneurship talk. I'm like, you look, yo, it's not, this isn't for everyone. Not everyone's wired this way. So um, it's always, I think, you know, about just kind of focusing on value and all, always be willing to learn. You know, it's yeah. so, I mean, I really appreciate what you guys are doing and I, I really think this is really important and it's, it's, it's um, commendable because your angle is going out and, and acquiring knowledge. Like you want, you know, you should always go around and say like, 
who knows something that I don't know that I can maybe, you know, I can take something out of that, implement it in my life and, and grow and get the most out of, of what I'm doing. I don't need to copy someone's journey. I don't need to clone it, but there's always some sort of DNA in there that can be used. Definitely. And I think we're both definitely huge fans of podcasts and reading and always just trying to like better ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, but and I think, like you said as well, you, said you can always take a lesson from someone, whether it, even if it's not the exact thing um, that they're doing, you can learn something from them. So how did you learn everything? Is it just by experience, by doing, or did you have any mentors? Yeah, so that's a very good question. Um, and I can give you, I can tell you what I did and, and then what I should have done. And <laughs> <Amazing>. so <laughs> I, I, think I, didn't, I didn't have mentors. Um, I should have. Mm. And, and when I say mentors, I should have just literally had key people that were, that were strategic based on, what, based on what I needed to know at that time. Mm. So I didn't need a motivational mentor. I didn't need just a guy who was successful in business. I needed to have people who were very clued up or who had access to knowledge. They could have been younger or older, by the way. Um, by the way, I, I now, because we're in the tech age, take a lot of advice from people who are significantly younger than me. I own a company in Portugal um, that is run by a group of people who are you know, 12, 15 years behind me. Um, but it's a tech business. And so that's their world and that's the stuff they know and they're, they're passionate about. So um, what, I should, what I would have done is if I was going into any area, I would have found the person who had achieved in that area, who knew about that thing specifically, right? And this is one of the mistakes people make. They, they look at someone's, or they perceive someone's success um, as, oh, he's made some money. That industry that he made money in is from the past. There may not be an opportunity to make money in that sector again. And he may have been lucky, right place, right time. There's no, there's no proof that his knowledge or expertise can serve you in your mission, if that makes sense. So that's really important. Um, so, and the other thing, the other thing is, yeah, I did. I mean, I, I just learned the hard way. I went, you know, and only till later on in my career did I start understanding, no, I need to find people better than me to work with me. I need to find uh, people who have more knowledge in that area, but I also need to connect with people who have expertise that I'm looking for, like that specific. And th what I mean by that as an example is, um, you know, you would go to somebody, if you wanted to work on your spiritual development, you'd find someone who's an expert in that area. If you wanted to find someone to help you out in business, you would need to know what type of business it is that you're doing, right? You know, what is your area? As an example, even when you narrow it down to like your podcast, if you're, you're two ladies and females that are, are, are talking about a particular topic, I would go and find someone who's done exactly that in your area as opposed to just anybody. You'd get some podcast tips, but you would be like, no, but they're talking to exactly the people we want to talk to. They've done it, you know, and that's kind of the key thing. So you'd always get knowledge from certain types of people. But the biggest mistake I feel people make is they just go to mentors who they perceive to be successful, but who probably couldn't help them at all. Like not everyone who's achieved success knows everything. You know, I'm pretty thick. So it's like, you know, it's not that it's not it's not that, you know, you, it's not that just because someone's done something, they know something relevant to your journey or your mission. And that's the key. That's the key thing. So I would have found more specific people. But yeah, I did. I learned the, the hard way. But I would, but even when I say I learned the hard way, I learned the real way. Um, and, I, and I would. And even now I say that I spend more like I'm I read relevant stuff so just as an example i don't just like wishy-washy motivational stuff it's pointless reading every single book it's pointless i find there is a, a really good balance between one mentors who can give you the exact knowledge you want so fast track you get you to where you want to be quicker mm. um, and knowledge that is 
actionable based on your action plan, right? So you going and reading 45 you know, success books and whatever is like, great, that sounds great. And I'm sure you feel pumped up after you read it and you go to bed and you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm in the same place. Like, what, what do I do? So it's all about going and finding knowledge. So I, I bite-size read and bite-size listen very specifically, intentionally to the stuff that I need to know to serve my mission right now. That's basically what it's about. Um, how would you define success in your opinion? So my, my definition of success is very, very simple. How useful I am to the people around me. Simple. And, and, you know, and that could be, you know, if I'm, if I'm a successful dad, how useful am I to my children? Like as much as I may love my children and want to shower them with, with stuff, which I don't, and that's a whole other story. Um, you know, it's like, um, you know, how useful am I? I, 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 you know, am I to them? Like, you know, and, and again, me going back to this point about mentorship and people that have succeeded, I see success as an overall thing in your life. I look at every element of your life and I can go really deep on this, but I even talk about kind of, you know, us having four bodies and having our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And if you don't keep care of each one, you'll find an imbalance in your life. You'll find that something's not fitting, working quite right. Something feels a bit off. Um, and so even in other areas, when it comes to kind of whether you're in business, whether you, you're, a, you're a business owner and you have people who work for you, it's really just, and, or you serve people through your businesses, it's how useful are you? Like I would hope that when people come to Graftism as an example, they have a really good experience. They meet good people. They have a great environment to train in. They train with, they have good equipment to use whatever it might be. It's about being useful, right? So that's what success means to me. And, and, um, and that means it on a number of levels. I, even if someone reaches out to me and says, look, you know, can you spare us you know, some minutes to have a chat? And if that conversation can give any, you know, one person a bit of value, then great, man, I've been useful. And I think that, you know, so that's, that's kind of what it, what it means to me anyway. It's definitely not monetary. <laughs> um, what I love about Grafton is, there's a real big community and mm. everyone knows each other and everyone's friendly. Um, and it also has a good reputation. Like, you know, mm. I know people who travel far to just a train at Graftism. How did you kind of build that reputation up and get people, you know, to want to go there? Yes. I mean, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a couple of things. One is that I felt that there was an issue with some of the uh, experiences you would get in the kind of what you could call weightlifting bodybuilding gyms. I didn't feel like there were there was effort put into the premises. Um, that they could be dirty, they could be uninspiring, they, the equipment could be old. Um, there could be a number of things that I felt was missing, and I would just like look what you know. What do people really want? I mean, the, the way you guys are dressed up to go to the gym. The olden days, people just roll off the building site with whatever they've got on and just do work <laughs> out and leave, right? So there's a whole different culture now, and we have to understand humans have evolved. Like people want different things. So the first thing we did was just look at how do we create the kind of environment that we, um, the people will want to go to, right? And whether that's to train, use great equipment, get great photos. But the second part of it was cultivating that community. And, and that was something that took, um, I would say there was a conscious effort that went into it. And that effort was to, came from, you know, kind of um, the, the top through to kind of everybody that came through the door. And it was just about cultivating positive relationships, not accepting any type of negative behavior in the gym. Um, we've dealt with very few cases of scenarios where we're like, no, that's not what we want to encourage or that's not what we want to see happening. And we'd find that, you know, other people would tell us that, you know, let's say someone, someone I would say we'd go to another gym and we may get harassed there or whatever it might be. So we would like, look, we, we want to create a positive environment. But then 
it just organically happened. We kind of, cult, we, we, we just cultivated a place for people to come and we said, look, that's what the physical gym is about, right? That's what you don't really get online, that physical interaction, um, meeting each other. And there'd be many times. So what would happen is I would go to the gym really late and then kind of train afterwards just so I could get a training session. Otherwise, I'd just spend like two hours talking to everyone, right? <laughs> so, and, and sometimes when I'm there, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd have a conversation with someone and, you know, I, I, you know, certain conversations would stick in my mind. And one was a guy who'd just say like, you know, I could be having a really bad day but I'll come and train at Graftism and I'll actually end up talking and training with people that I don't even know and I'll feel really good and I'll go home. Mm. And I didn't take that lightly. I was like, you know, you never know what someone's going through and life is tough and life is challenging in lots of different ways. And to go somewhere where instead of you feeling worried, I mean, I, I, I always tell people this story that I thought this old man was going to stab me in Virgin Gym once when I went there and basically um, asked him how many sets he's got left. I did another look I got, I was like, oh, wow, like, okay. So um, no worries, mate, I'll just go do something else. So, it's, it's, you know, so the, the, point, the point is that ultimately, um, you know, it, it, it boils down to just kind of, it, you know, just encouraging it. I think one person, you know, even just suggesting like taking time out for one another, just making a bit of effort to talk to each other and cultivating that, cultivating that relationship is, is, um, is key. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's now just become what it is. It's become the norm. You know, it, it's become the kind of place where you want to go, you want to talk to each other, you want to hang out people. And I always, that was another part of what it was about. It was like the gym's like a sanctuary, it's a getaway. Um, it's a place you go and train. It's a place where, you know, you have a bit of fun. And it should be all of those things. It can act as all those things. But what's it really ending up doing? It's just enhancing people's lives. It's just about making people feel better. You build new relationships, you train, you, you're physically fit. And that, that's really what it's all about. And that's what I always suggest to people. When you're thinking about any type of business, you know, you've really got to think about the people you're serving. And a lot of people think about business and success about themselves. They, and self-serving may get you lucky. I wouldn't bank on it. I wouldn't bet on a self-server. You know, if you think about how can I be of use and value to the person that I'm serving, what does this do for them? You know, even if you are creating a, a brand, a clothing brand, what community are you building? What do you stand for? What's your, your mission? How do you you know, how is this going to improve people's lives? How does it encourage them? Like Graftism, the whole name behind Graftism was I wanted to create a brand while we created this experience and all this, all this other stuff around it was a, a brand that encouraged and fostered hard work in a society which is like, we're entitled, we don't want to work, we expect to be millionaires because we just want to be whatever. Like, you know, we don't want to do the, we don't want to kind of, you know, everyone's making it look easy and nothing's easy. Like I'll say that again, as I mentioned before, like you've got to work for it. You really have to. You've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the graft. A lot of people don't understand that. They want quick results because they think everyone else is winning. You know, you know, then not everyone's winning. That's just a reality. Um, and, you know, if you put your head down and just get on with things, you won't, you'll, you'll, you'll get to where you want to be so much quicker than you ever imagined. But it's just about that consistent graft. It's about that consistent commitment to the game. You know, so, you know, any, 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 anything, including especially a place like graftism, it's just, it's just about encouraging like and people will then you know if we encouraged everyone you know fighting in the gym everyone will fight it's pretty <laughs> simple you know it's just the way it is you know so yeah we love a grafting session yeah <laughs> we absolutely love a grafting session and especially anytime I go there it's just the atmosphere as well is just incredible everyone's there getting stuff done but they also if I go because I'm not a member there 
if I go, everyone says hello, everyone's so welcoming, kind, everyone's lovely there. And it just makes you want to go back more and more and more, which is just the best thing ever. And we are known to spend a bit too long. Yeah, hours, <laughs> hours and hours there. It's like but, but, but that's what it's about, right? That's when you when you Absolutely. go to a gym, a, a gym's a place. So let's say we have our daily lives and we work and we have our commitments and everything else. The gym is meant to be that place for you. It's your you time. And how nice would it be that you don't just go there and it's mundane and it's boring and there's kind of nobody wants to talk to you. Everyone's got their headphones in. You know, it's, it's dull. You get your workout in and you're like, well, I've done my workout and I go home. How much nicer would it be if you have a bit of fun? You can do a bit of online and offline. You can talk to people. You just, exactly. you know, that, it's, your, your life is better. And that's all graftism was meant to be. Mm. As far as, you know, it being um, a gym, it's meant to be a destination that people come to to have just have a better life and have a better time and, and just your days just that much better. You go and have a, you go to a place that just makes your day better. Simple. Yeah. And makes your, your, whole, your whole journey better. And that's it. That's it. I know. I wish I lived closer. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it. And we love, we, I love the um, quotes on the walls as well, because mm. you know, that motivates mm. us to work harder. Definitely. And so something that you mentioned earlier was, um, I think you called it like the four aspects of your body. So you've got the body, mind, um, emotional and spiritual, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any like (laughs) daily habits or um, like morning routines, anything that helps you develop all of those aspects of yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, if we're talking about success and again, as I said, success is different for different people, but you will Mm -hmm. get to whatever version of success you probably desire through very similar practices. It's just, you know, Outlook on life is very um, specific, right, to everyone. You know, what makes you happy may not make me happy. And, and as long as you're not harming anyone, that's good for you and good for me. And, and you know, that's the way it goes. So, um, yeah, I mean, habits are something that I, I really believe in. Um, and I really believe in, in habits um, to, uh, to become automatic that then end up, you know, kind of becoming second nature to you, that just you just do them, um, that actually have a, an overall impact. So um, when it comes to sort of different specific habits, if you break them down and you say, right, okay, well, what do you do for your physical self? Well, that might be just like a walk, you know? So I, I spend a lot of time without noticing it in front of the screen. So I make a conscious effort to get up and have a little bit of a, a walk. I actually got a big office space just in case I couldn't be bothered to go down. So just walk around the office. But <laughs> it, it's, it's that, you know, so if you go for a walk or if you go to the gym, so that's a physical element, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are things like, you know, for, you know, in terms of, you know, m- mental uh, work, which is actually consuming um, consuming things, whether it's stuff I read or listen to, or the people that I'm around, that I make a habit of on a daily basis to consume positive, um, put positive information, listen to positive things, have positive interactions that are going to be good for me, for me mentally, right? Um, emotionally, again, same thing. I do different things to work on my emotional needs. And we could probably go on about this forever, but... I take, it's probably easier for me to say, I will take time out to look at what things I need to do to help me strengthen my emotional state and help me be able to manage my emotional state and understand how to differentiate between my emotions and facts and thoughts. These are all tools that you need to be able to deal with things. Because what will happen is when you're in, when you're in any process, i.e. Um, you have a bad experience with something, maybe it's not that big a deal, right? I'm not going to the gym. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the key thing about how we need to understand. And then there's a spiritual side. You know, I do pray and I find that time is very useful for me to kind of, you know, for me, spiritual element is, is really important because 
there are so many things in life as we go along, including in your journey, whatever success you've achieved in your life, where you'll not be able to piece together what you actually did. You'll know you did certain things and then there'll be other things that you're like, where did that come from? What, how did that happen? How was I there at that time? And where did that person show up from? And that's the kind of the other realm. So we won't go too deep into the other realm, but the bottom line is, you know, I, I just feel like having that connection and taking care of yourself in that way and, and whatever is, is key to having that entire balance. So I think on a daily basis to find out what works for you, you know, and things are different, right? So certain people are genetically built a different way. They, different types of exercise suits them, right? Um, there are people who different type of spiritual work suits them, you know, like you might want to go into a field, burn some incense, space out for a bit wicked like that's good crack on you know but it's all about what kind of what suits you so i would say that you know in terms of habits you need to make sure that you are taking care of those areas and working on things whether meditation works for you or not um you know whether whether you know consuming certain type of things that um you know just essentially help you feel that you're strengthening the areas that you need to be strengthening to work on whatever your mission is and your clear sort of path is you know so just as a quick point, in business, emotions will get the better of you. You know, emotions will make you, and I'm talking about both good and bad. So whenever I work, you know, I work with a lot of people. Um, and whenever I work with anyone, I always say that emotions are one of those things you have to manage. You don't want to get overly happy and get too excited. Oh, we've, oh, we've got our first sale and everyone's out celebrating. And you're like, well, what happens next? You know, it's kind of like keep, keep, you know, and understanding how to manage emotions, especially in the world of business is very important. So there's lots and lots of different rituals and practices for everything that work, but you should do it. And I really feel like in a day and age we're in now, some of the areas, especially the mental, emotional and spiritual elements, there's a very big emphasis on our physical development. And sometimes that isn't even healthy physical development, right? Um, but again, another topic. Um, but I really think that you, would, you, you will excel and you would have a, a real competitive advantage working on, on, other, on all areas and actually spending a little time working on all those areas. And it does, it could take... 10 minutes to look into kind of work on that you can do on your, you know, on your, on your mental state and practices and exercises for your mind and your emotions and so on. So I think those things are really key to give you the toolbox and the strength um, to go out and do things. Um, Cause life is ultimately a mental game. Life is a mind game, right? Yes, there's elements of luck and other things involved, but ultimately if you can outperform people in as an overall human being, right? Because I'm sure you can squat more than me, but if like you were then, if you were then like, right, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go up against as in a number of other areas, I might outdo you because I'm work. I'm just giving an example. I'm sure you guys are working all these areas, but I may hypothetically <laughs> outdo you in some of the other areas because I've put, I've built endurance in those parts hmm. that come into, that come into play in certain dynamics and certain situations. Yeah. Um, do you believe money can buy happiness? Um, no, no, money definitely doesn't buy happiness. Money, money facilitates things and money ultimately, it definitely won't buy you happiness. That's, that's proven. And, and there are lots and lots of very rich people who are very unhappy and have wealth, you know, uh, don't want to live. Um, so it's just money is, a, money is a tool and it's very important to view money in that way. Yes, money creates, you know, it, it, it you know, gives you the basics and necessities that you need and so on, but it doesn't, um, it, it can't, the money can't make you happy. Only you can make you happy. And I think that's the key thing, that in a generation where we're not prioritizing some of the key areas that, that matter, some of the relationships that matter, I mean, just as a prime example, like when you guys are doing a podcast together, 
you, you know, you'll have a friendship and a relationship. A lot of people won't prioritize the, the, the connections that you have with people and how valuable those things are and how the feeling of happiness is ultimately within us. Like we live within ourselves in our mind, our soul, heart, whatever. And so it's, it's always paying attention to the things that give you that satisfaction. Like I said, that version of success is me being successful might be like, oh, I get to climb my Mount Everest, for example, right? That's my version of success that I get to do that. It's all about knowing what works for you. What are the things that make you happy, that make you feel content, that make you feel, just make you feel, right? And, and doubling down on those things and, 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 making, and making those things a priority. Because a lot of people just miss like what's happening in front of them. So, you know, I, and, I'm, and just as a, qu- a quick point, like I've, um, I've never lived a life that is, um, if you could say like aligned with the work I do. So materialistically. Mm-hmm. So I wear like Zara and H&M. Right. So, you know, not saying that I can afford Gucci. I'm just basically trying to say that it's, it's <laughs> like I'm not, it's not, a, it's not a priority for me. I'm not a big fashiony person. Right. If mm-hmm. I was, no problem. I'll do that. But it's, it's, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I'm also saying that people um, who may not care so much care too much because of the emphasis they put on everyone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're not really happy because that's not really what you want, right? So that, that's kind of what I would say, that money, money can facilitate. The things that, money, you know, where, you know I, I enjoy spending money on, on the people around me. That's, all, that's how money makes me happy, right? You know, so that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I would say. Yeah, I love that. Um, so are there any secrets to being the most successful version of yourself? And you've obviously defined success in your way, which I completely aligned with and I absolutely love but what would you say were some things that can help anyone listening be the most successful version as early on in your life as possible is to accustom yourself to spending time alone right um we're we're in such a busy world right now that you can never be alone you're on the phone you're on the phone with 3,000 people like just watching 24 7 you're consuming all this stuff so it's about becoming really comfortable being by yourself it's about conditioning yourself to realize that, you know, there's all this, you'll see all this stuff online. And I, I have an issue with people not extracting the true meaning of what they're reading online. So when they give you the statistic that you're one in so many trillionths of the chance of you being born, you need to, every individual needs to understand that they're a one-off. There's no DNA, there's no fingerprint like you. And the minute you start to look at that in a, in a positive way, you know, and, and, and start to understand that I've got to have been created with some, you, you know, my fingerprints prove that I'm a unique mm. thing. Like there's nothing mm. like me, right? So once you start understanding your own value and you can only ever do that if you're comfortable by being with yourself, you then start to be able to listen to yourself and you start to be able to, you know, understand the things that you like. And the problem with most s- scenarios and dynamics where people don't achieve what they want is because they're listening and so dependent on the voices that are external, right? No one's saying be a complete, you know, kind of completely like uh, arrogant to your own opinions and your own beliefs. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting be true to what you are. Like, listen, if the voice inside of you is saying create X, Y, Z, then, you know, accept that voice. So spending time alone, um, really listening to who you are and then zoning in on those strengths. Because the area I tell my kids every day, if you aren't good at one thing, do not compete with a person that you're not good at that thing against, right? Like don't compete, mm. don't pick that fight. What are you good at? 
double down in that area and be a champion in that place. And so, um, and that's another problem with the systems that we have that, you know, you, we're, we're, we're encouraging like grading systems and results and everything else on, on things that aren't necessarily the way a person's wired. Like, you know, you, you've got to look at what you know and what you do. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely learn to spend time alone. Um, listen to yourself and accept yourself. And, and that's the point I made about, you know, really appreciating that there is tons of power and value within every person. Most people live their entire lives being convinced or being allowed to, uh, allowing themselves to believe that um, they're not what they are. They can't do what they can't do. What they want to do is too out there. It's too dangerous. It's too this, it's too risky and whatever. So um, I would do that. And then I, like, like I mentioned before, I would really zone in and focusing on those key areas, strengthening yourself. I really, truly, genuinely believe it's 25% of each. So you could be built like an ox, right? But on the inside, you know, and as an example, suicide's the biggest killer of men under 30, right? Um, you know, we, you could look, you know, I, everywhere I look on Instagram, I'm like, wow, everyone's so beautiful. Like, you know, this, you know and, and so it's, it's the reality is that you could look amazing, you could be strong, but you could be broken in every other way. And it's so important for us to attend to those other areas of ourselves. And it's how you achieve ultimate success. Because I'll tell you this now, you could be happy with a packet of M&Ms, right? I mean, I would be very happy. It's my favorite, but you could be happy with a packet of M&Ms and you could be completely upset and disappointed with a 15,000 pound Nusrat meal, right? And, and when you look at that context, it's really all about you within identifying your circumstances, your why, why am I doing this? You always feel unsettled. It doesn't matter what you do. When you know that thing isn't true to you, when you know you're conforming, when you know you're forced to do something, you'll always not feel right about it. You'll always feel like, mm, doesn't quite sit with me. So it's about just, you know, being true to yourself. And you, you can only be true to yourself if you genuinely give yourself that time. You genuinely give yourself that love. Like, and, and this is in a, it, sometimes, in the, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, you have to be a bit wacky. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely a little bit wacky. But what I would say is you need to, you need to look at the, the, the way you handle other people. So when you, if you wanted Claudia to, for example, do really well at something, you would genuinely create the energy within yourself to encourage her to succeed. You would give her that. You would literally transmit that to her. Yeah. We don't, we don't do, often do that for ourselves. Mm. We don't often take the same energy and cultivate the same energy and say, go on, you can do it. And I want to see you win and I want to see you achieve your goals. And we don't do that because it's easier to do it for someone else because we, we invest enough energy and time in that relationship with that other person, but we don't invest that, that time and energy in, in, in ourselves and, and developing that relationship with ourselves. And so in a world which is more and more superficial and we care about the things that aren't as important, we, we're over-prioritizing some of the things that are not as important as they should be and, and we're, we're, we're emphasizing things that we um we're putting all our emphasis in kind of one basket sort of thing if you can put your if you can pull away from that at a young age and put your emphasis into the other baskets as well you'll just be so far away from everything and anything that's going on and where exactly where you want to be then when i say it's far away from everything going on i mean the negativity and stuff that you know people don't want to be a part of or the place they want to leave the place they want to move away from and and, and go to that, you, you know, you, you'll find that you will definitely achieve that. Um, apart from, you know, spending time alone, is there any, any other strategies you have to kind of improve your mindset? Yeah, so a couple of very key tips. Um, one is 
find people that are where you want to be. And I don't mean that on a superficial level. I always emphasize this. Don't just find someone who looks like they're a rich, successful entrepreneur on the internet, right? <laughs> you know, get, do, some, do some research, like study the person. What do they post? Actually, they do, they do look like they know what they're talking about. This guy's not just posting someone else's Lamborghini or whatever, right? They, you know, it sounds like this guy's got some expertise, got some background, got some experience. She has. So what I would say is that um, find people that will help you level up and find the kind of peers around you that are on the same mission. People that are positive, that have got good energy. Stay away from people that are moaners, doubters, trouble causers. Anybody that you meet that talks about other people too much, either encourage them to stop that, right? Or just run, <laughs> run a mile, right? Because so you're, the people you have around you are so important. Um, and, 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 and if you can't, if, you know, a lot of people ask me this question, but as how do we, um, you know, how do we get access to people? Just create value for them. Create value for those people. Like go and find, if you want to go and if you want access to a successful entrepreneur and she's, you know, twice your age, but you think like, can I do, can I do anything for you? Is there any way I can help? Is there any way I can, you know, whatever, get, you know, try and find the access. But the, the people you have around you are key. And it's having people you can learn from, younger and older, whoever they may be. And being constantly being intrigued. Knowledge is power. You should have a dedicated amount. I spend two hours a day learning. Two hours a day, right? You know, and that's where that's in different areas. I've got different uh, channels that I will look at, different people that I'm following for the key. And by the way, um, I, mentioned, I mentioned this before. Don't fall into this inspirational quotes, motivational books, <laughs> nonsense, right? You need to know your plan. The plan can change. The plan can evolve. But you need to go and find information that is very specific to your mission, right? If you're trying to learn how to lift heavier or get ready for a competition, you go and find that knowledge, right? You go and find that very specific knowledge to say, right, I need this information. You don't read a motivational quote, you know? So, you know, so it's, that's, that's the key thing. Definitely, definitely level up your circle. Yeah. You become a product to that circle. But again, again, and as I'm on the, the point, people align with you. I do not align with every person who's made a success of business. Mm. Morally, I do not align with them morally. I do not align with their view of life. I do not align with their lifestyle, right? Mm. I, you know, so, so it's not, you've got to be very specific. Like, you know, do that, invest that time to see people, people's truths, invest time to, but you won't know, right? Everyone gets, you know, they always say like people with huge circles are, are I hate using terminology like fake and things like that. That's the quote online. Um, but the reality is that it's like, it's just people who are uncertain about themselves, right? Because it's impossible for you to find lots of very similar people to you because mm. we're unique, right? So you will always, you know, it's always important to go, who am I? They serve my mission, you know? And as a prime example, I've recently um, invested in a few new businesses and very specifically, I have chosen people that I align with, people that are going to be uh, people I want to see, talk to, um, work with, um, have the same kind of energy, the same kind of outlook on life, the same kind of principles. And that's the stuff where you'll, 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 you'll achieve and grow the quickest. Yeah, definitely. I think it's something we've spoken about a lot in our personal lives as well, about trying to surround ourselves with positive people and also people that are going to lift us up rather than drain our energy. Yeah. So it's something that we completely agree with you on. We are very, like, my circle's very small and that's yeah, just because so. 
you know, I'm, I don't want to be surrounded by people who, I mean, everyone gets on with different people and it's, you know, yeah. if they, they you don't align with them, you don't align with them. Like there's no point really kind of forcing, forcing a friendship. Absolutely. And, and there's no need to, you know, you, 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 if you have a smaller circle, um, it shows that you're focused on your own personal mission, whether you're developing personally and learning about yourself, whether you're, you're working on a project, whether you're writing a book, whether you're preparing for a competition, whatever it might be. Um, if your circle's small, it's just a sign that you, have, you are on, a, on, on track, you, you're on a mission, and you, you just don't have the time to carry one out. I know, I know tons of people. I socialize very little. I, the reason I socialize very little is because I have certain things that prioritize general socializing, right? I have things that are just important to me that I, I just want to spend time on. Um, so I, that's a really important thing to understand. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. Most people who will make you feel bad about something like that are people who are saying, I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't like the idea of you doing what you should be doing. So how about I make you feel bad about that and say, come and hang out with us and let's just hang out at the shops on the corner or whatever. Right? You know, that's just, you know, that, do you know what I mean? That's, that's kind yeah. of how it is. So I think there's nothing wrong. There's nothing um, arrogant about being um, committed to your mission. Um, and, there's, and, and, and it is commendable for someone who wants to work hard and actually sacrifice because it actually takes more character, more strength and more determination if you just not conform to the norm, just not get involved in all the basic stuff, right? Let's mm. just talk about it. Let's just hang out. Let's just go out every weekend. Let's just do whatever. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it takes discipline and determination to, to um, focus on the things that you want to focus on. Yeah, 100%. Okay, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. I think, yeah, I've learned so much and that was just so inspirational and just thank you for the conversation. Thank you so much. My you pleasure, want, my if anyone is interested about, you know, where to find more about you, do you want to say your Instagram website or? Yeah, my Instagram just as I'm Jaffrey. That's it. I mean, I, I only use my Instagram to share like any insights or any kind of knowledge or thoughts that I've acquired or things that I've picked up. You know, um, I'm not really very active as such on, on, on social itself, but um, I use my story. Uh, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, i.e. if it's, you know, if, they, if anybody has a kind of business, uh, a business proposition or, or um, an investment opportunity or anything like that, that's, you know, you can contact me through my website as well. Um, but yeah. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you guys, and it's and I encourage you to keep doing this. And I think you know, just for even for yourselves to pro to have conversations with people that can um, provoke thought and um, encourage you to take positive action. I mean, th the key point I'll leave you on this is 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 action. It's, it's grafting. You know, <laughs> literally always always take action. You know, that's the most important thing. Like, don't become over consumed in the society today with just consuming positivity and consuming whatever. Like take something and implement it. Like, you know, once you have a conversation, make a real, make, make a real conscious plan to say, I want to put this into my, um, you know, my life, my life mission. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Pleasure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. See you. Bye-bye.